Well, hi, Randy. Hey there, James. We... I'm unshaven today. <laughs> scruffy. I am feeling a little bit scruffy. <laughs> you don't, look, you don't look at yourself in the thing. Oh, I just I look at you, your glorious, your glorious face. <laughs> oh, well, here we are talking again. And so we're still talking. You, you do have a kindly face, though, James, if I can just pause before you even like it. You are a combination of, of Richard Rohr and Eugene Peterson, though your voice is much more Richard Rohrian than Eugene Peterson. <laughs> Not enough gravel in your voice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking more like, you know, a junkyard dog. <laughs> you look fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I was fishing for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, okay. Sorry. I, I digress. <laughs> What's that? I keep down to business. Here we go. <laughs> to business we go. Yes, yes. So, how are you doing, James? How? Uh, let's check in. How are you? Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm feeling a bit lethargic actually, and it's um, I don't know entirely what it is. I think a lot of people I've talked to are feeling a sort of a similar malaise, and uh, I think um, uh, it's best not to pretend one isn't feeling that way, but to push into it, be honest with oneself and friends and with the Lord, and we'll push into that. What is that? And is it is it a physical thing? Is it a is it a spiritual thing? I think a lot of it is a social thing. Uh, that the what we are uh, paying the cost of, you know, uh, buckling down to be kind and safe and save others and ourselves and you know bend the curve back down. Mm -hmm. it, it it's it's a cost. So there's yep. a social malaise which is very hard. Um, but uh, you know I don't know entirely what it is. So I'm praying mm -hmm. about it and yeah. You know, it's interesting, um, you know, this time of the year, usually, like we are just beginning to um, unthaw. Thaw isn't the right word because it's summer, but, you know, whatever that thing is, we're just kind of beginning to awaken um, and, and to kind of get back into the rhythms of, of life because September really is, you know, with exception to the, the, the calendar that says January is when, you know, we, we, we start the new year. When we really start, you know, firing up the, the engines again, it's usually in September. And so in church land, you know, just for those of you who are listening in and don't have a sense of the inside of things, in August, you're, you're already doing that. You're kind of prepping, okay, kind of like teachers, you know, and, and starting the school year. Okay, what, what are we going to be doing? Where are we going to be going? And I usually have a firm handle on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and this year I don't like, I, it, it's just not the same. Like I, I can't, like I, we're, we're still living in this time of, of uncertainty and like, what, where is this going? Okay. So we're trying to render decisions in, in some way or form. Um, and so our, our brains are working, um, and we're thinking about the fall, but we, there is really a lot of unknownness that is facing us as we're engaging in what sem September is going to look like. And I feel guilty about that. I feel guilty that I don't have a handle on it right now. Yeah, or that, and, and or that so, sort of sometimes, and it's something I've tried to resist too. Sometimes in church or other ministries, there's kind of a salesmanship, you know, hang on and find out what we've got going this fall, you know, coming this fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't want us to have that sort of spirituality, but, uh, um, well, but at the same time, it's not just church, right? And I, I know you're not saying that, but I'm sure other people are feeling this way. Uh, I think especially our teachers, they are the people maybe uh, the most who are, have this looming yeah. thing coming where the kids are supposed to show up and the, the plans are 
Um, maybe not all in place. The plans that are in place, people don't necessarily understand how it's going to right. come out. So uh, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, trepidation mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that also eats at people's uh, enthusiasm and right. energy. So uh, I don't I don't think that's what's happening for me. But I'm, I want to empathize with those people who mm -hmm. are feeling that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people too have a sense of uh, just. Uh, it's it, the perseverance is very difficult. I keep praying through that term, a long obedience in the same direction. Well, this is what we are about and it's what the spiritual life is. True spirituality is a very slow marathon, mm -hmm. you know, and it's by inches and it's daily discipline. Uh, and sometimes that wears on us. So I'm, I don't know what it is I'm feeling, but maybe all those things wrapped together. So I just, wow. just being honest with you. You're, you're, you're very self-aware there. That, that, that was, that was an incredible articulation. I, I think of what a lot of people are feeling right now. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying, trying to expand it to others and see, you know, I'm, I'm sure they doing some similar things. And, and, and that really speaks to this, this, uh, this motif that we're thinking about for September, though, thinking about the exile, right? Yeah. And just how must it have felt uh, for the people to live in captivity um, in this fragmented Babylonian landscape where they were so used to Israel, they were so used to the temple, they were so used to stabilization and, and church feeling a certain kind of way and all that structure with the priests and the temple and the ceremonies and, and the festivals, everything that was in place that made them feel good. Yeah. It made them feel like God was in the temple and, and all was well with the world and to have that removed and then just kind of being not, not for a day or for a week or for a month or for a year, but decades. Yeah. You know? 70 years. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in this state of, of disorientation and fragmentation and not really knowing how to worship, you know, what to think about prayer and, and what it required to remain faithful in the middle of that, to retell the story again and again and again, to retain that collective memory of who we are as the people of God in the midst of this really, really uh, trying time. Um, we're not alone yeah. in this experience, James. Um, it's kind of a new thing, but it's also not right. And and I'm sure there was malaise. I'm sure there was people. And you see, you hear it in the Psalms. The, oh God, how long will you? Uh, how long? This? Yeah. Oh, and a constant refrain. How long? And three generations. Yeah. Waiting for, mm -hmm. you know, this return, which did happen. Uh, but imagine being in the middle of that. Uh, and so here we are. Maybe, who knows? Maybe in the middle of. Uh, you know, another six months of, uh, you know, buckling down to carry on with the good spiritual disciplines of gathering together on Zoom while we can. Uh, but then at the same time, those people of Israel had these creative things, new things that emerged. Uh, and so, yeah, what might those be? We, we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And as we talked about last time, and we'll be talking about this on the 6th of September and beyond, we'll, we'll, we'll be exploring this, this exile motif, but, but it really was a creative time for the people of God, an extremely creative time. And, and they came up with things that we still do today. Yeah. And, and I think it will be good for us to reflect on and examine those things. Yeah. But uh, let's reflect on last week, last Sunday. Uh, we had Todd Weeb, uh, our, our guest speaker from North Vancouver. 
uh, we zoomed him in and uh, I, I introduced him as being a provocateur and being controversial. And I don't think he disappointed us, did he? <laughs> no. Yeah, you said you're, you're sort of a bit jealous because uh, he's uh, more controversial than you. I'm yeah, not. yeah. I'm a lightweight compared to him. <laughs> well, he did it. I'm conventional. <laughs> the, uh, the scandalous thing he was saying was that uh, God's love is scandalous. <laughs> it's, it, God loves uh, 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 unmeasurably yeah. everyone and everything. And uh, he used those motifs in Peter's life, those two scenes. Yeah. Uh, where the news is good, right? The news is good. It's yeah. far-reaching. Um, so scandalous that it, it, it shocks our religious sensibilities. Sure. And, and for anyone who says, I'm, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. I mean, we all have our, our religiosities. We all have our judgments. We all have our ways of, of determining who's in and out. All of us have that inside of us. And, and Jesus continues just to, to, to just break those confines to the point that he would have, he would have angered us, I think, today in, 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 yeah. in this, his, his, his capacity to be inclusive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I empathize with the Pharisees in the, in the Jesus stories. Yeah. I'm often the one kind of saying, no, 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 you can't do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, you know, and I'm having that uh, broken in my life uh, in lots of ways. And it is the un- measurable love of God that keeps breaking me of those pharisaical kinds of uh, tendencies that I have, and I know others have. Uh, so it even brought up in conversation after his message, you know, people's concerns. It's, it's, well, okay, what's the difference between what you're saying and universalism? Because uh, I, I think we shouldn't be universalists. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is kind of what you're saying. And, and can you remember some of the, the, the way he answered that? Yeah, well, I, I think there's a scandalous um, particularity about the cross and, and about Jesus. It's, it's, it's not this kind of like this, this blobby kind of gooey um, thing. It, it's really, the cross is located in time and place. And, and Christians testify that something happened there. Something for everybody happened there. But it happened in that place in that time. And, and we have to have confidence in what happened there, right? So a Malaysi kind of um, gooey universalism that just says it doesn't really matter, it all kind of leads to the same thing, won't do for, for, for Christians. So we, we, we cannot take on this, this, this universalism that, that, that kind of abolishes the, the centrality of the cross or our confidence in, in what Jesus demonstrated there, which was you know, God's gift, God's nature, God's personality, uh, love, that's what it looks like. Uh, if, if you ever want to know what God's love looks like fundamentally, it's, it's there on that, on that cross in that moment um, where he forgives those who have tortured him and are executing him, right? All of those, e even those who, who haven't said sorry. <laughs> so there, there, there's something quite particular about that. Um, but the love that Jesus extends there is beyond boundary. For it's beyond boundary. Yeah. And, and one of the things that he said that I thought was interesting, he says, I'm not a universalist, but I'm, I'm not concerned about being criticized for looking like one or, 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 or being associated with yeah. that. Because God's love is so big um, that, that we, we should be looking strange and looking weird at, at the extent and the, of our embrace, right? 
yeah. So I think there was something there that I really, really um, appreciated, and and it sure got our our congregation moving. You know, there was conversation happening. That chat box was, there were epistles being written in that yeah. chat box. Yeah, Matthew and, uh, wrote something, and people responded to that, and yeah, and yeah. So I hope it's going to be ongoing conversation, and that is what I value so much about our community. Uh, is that uh, yeah? It's not about the Sunday service. It's about these this ongoing uh, conversation and ongoing journey of growing together in this spiritual life together. Uh, I I hope I I am continuing to grow. Have my mind changed on right. things? Uh, move forward. Well, and that's one of the things he was talking about as well. And I just remembered him saying like we we need to become undisciplined. I didn't like that phrase. That's the word you use. I still don't like it because to me undisciplined means lazy. It it means yeah. and again in hockey when someone takes an undisciplined penalty, it's because they're they're taking a cheap shot at, at somebody. They're being mean spirited. Um, but I like the phrase undis- undiscipled. Yeah. I, I need before I can be discipled into Jesus, I need to be undiscipled out of my religion. Yeah, or and, to, and that doesn't require a lack of discipline. That really requires effort. That requires work and vigilance yeah. to to get out of that mold of, of of religiosity and and to be undisciplined out of out of the things of the world, out of out of my religion, out of out of my 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 consumerist, capitalistic, individualistic, narcissistic um, framework, and so that I can surrender to the gospel. So I'm, I've been discipled into this all my life because I live in North America and I, and I grew up in a Christian context, which is extremely religious, right? And I need to be undiscipled out of that so that I can surrender to, to the gospel. And I really thought that was amazing. That was a really good word for us. Unlearn some things before we can learn new things. Yeah. But the unlearning, it, it's not just here. Yeah. Right. It's in our practices. It's in, it's in the, 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 the corruptedness of our, of our, you know, our, our, our habits and stuff like that. Like it, it, so it, it's not just, oh, I, I need to think differently. I, I really need to lean into life yeah. differently as well. But it is an unlearning. Absolutely, it is. And uh, Well, that's where God has us. I think mm-hmm. we're in this place of uh, having to let go. And that's another, another name for it, too. Like, get got to let go of some things. We, we ha- we've had to let go of our building. We haven't been there. We're not allowed in there for the time being. And we don't know how long that time will be. It certainly will be into the fall. Mm-hmm. And so letting go, letting go of some ways of doing things, letting go of shaking hands and hugging my friends and family members. It's, it's so hard. Uh, my neighbors, you know, but what might there be those creative things coming forward? So we do have some things coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. This Sunday, we're, we're, we're sharing communion together, right? And, you know, you and I, we get our fair share of, of talking. We're doing it right now. Um, so on Sunday morning, you're going to be leading us through communion together. Yeah. Um, Sarah well, and I. I that. And, and, uh, but before we um, actually uh, ingest the elements, so people have to bring their own elements, have them ready at home. Uh, but then before we do it, I, I want us to be sharing. So I'll, I'll do a little meditation, but then some sharing about... Uh, I want to hear what God is doing in people's lives. And, and that might be some challenge. It might be some malaise, maybe some feelings of, I don't know, but we, or, or boy, this is happening. It's really great. And here's creative things. God is, whatever it is across the map, it's in the context of with God. So right. you know, what's God doing? Right. What's God doing? And well, and communion is, is the center of the universe. 
when we, when we share it together, even though we are fragmented and in different places, if there is a spiritual center of the universe, it's when we break bread and remember Jesus. And so I think it's important that we do that. So that's this coming Sunday. So August and, 3rd. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, we turn the corner and it's into September, you know, uh, September 6th is the long weekend. Uh, so, um, yeah, many people are well, still, we're going to launch some of this exile stuff. Yeah. We're talking so about it's, it's worth, worth dialing in just for that. Like, I think we're going to be talking about this more thoroughly and, and giving some context because we really believe that God has kind of landed, um, this with us, um, yeah. to be pondering and to be reflecting on and meditating on as we're moving into the, the fall. Um, but the big day is the 13th, right? That's yeah. the big day that people really have to start thinking about because a couple things are going to be happening there. Um, the first is that we're going to be running two services at new times. Yeah. So we're going to restart our uh, family, children's, uh, kids service uh, first and then followed by our regular service. Right. But Both new at time. new times. So uh, we're going to do the family service at 8.30 and move our 11 o'clock service to 10 o'clock starting September 13th. Because we're not having to set up our building um, and we're not having to have volunteers show up really, really early to make coffee and set up sound systems. I I think uh, the idea of moving like 10 is a very good time to be doing church. The only reason we weren't doing church at 10 is just because we had so much to set up ahead of time as a church plant. It's not our building, right? So we can't get in, you know, the day before to do a lot of this stuff. So, uh, we're going to be starting church at 10 o'clock um, for kind of the, the regular service. And then, yeah, the kids service at, at 8 there. I'm excited about that too. I've been missing the kids a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Good oh, so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll be looking for people to uh, step up and help yep. with services as usual. Yep. Uh, so, and uh, at the same time too, these creative things, if we start at 10, well, then we'll be done at, uh, you know, latest 1130. Well, then maybe right. people can uh, have these lunches together. Uh, so conversations. Yeah, but we are going to be having a, a bit of a, a family meeting on the 13th. Yeah. That, that's an important dimension of that day as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be trying to contact people as best we can ahead of time to let you know that this is happening and to get your feedback and so that we can have an informed uh, family meeting on the 13th. Right on. There we have it, man. Well, there's stuff coming up. Look at that. My malaise is lifting. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thanks be to God. <laughs> oh, very good. It well, a good chat, new brother. Thank you. And Holly Dean, look forward to seeing you on, on Sunday morning. Yeah. Bless Thank you all. You.